Welcome to Wicked Gameston Artist Talks, a podcast where artists share their thoughts, inspirations, and the ups and downs of our artistic life. Today, my guest is artist Karen Mertz from London, England. Let's get started with the interview. Okay, everybody, welcome to Nikki Jameson's podcast. This is Nikki Jameson Art Talks, and I'm very pleased to welcome you to another artist talk and another artist interview. And today I am with my guest, Karen Merckx. Karen, I hope I've pronounced your name properly here. Yes, yes, gonna... yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to ask you to introduce yourself in a minute to, uh, to everybody who is listening. So welcome, Karen. And please introduce us, introduce yourself and tell us your story. Tell us a little bit about yourself, Karen. What is your story? Oh, okay. Well, okay. Uh, I'm Karen, um, an artist. And, uh, but first, let me thank you for having me on your show. It's amazing. I'm really, I'm really grateful. I really, I'm really grateful. And um, yeah, my story. Um, where can I begin? Uh, well, that's, that's just go for it well ever since i was a little girl art was in my life because it's all about art isn't it and and not always necessarily positive as you probably also know uh, parents rather have you studying for a proper job and especially my father was convinced that as artist whether musician or visual artist or writer didn't matter what but you would never earn or never provide for yourself yeah and um well, I think we all have this, unless you're born uh, with uh, artists. But um, now the other thing was his mindset, that women did not need to earn for themselves anyway. A very, I would say, almost Victorian mindset. Um, yeah, but I started studying music. That was the first um, art I endeavored. Uh, and I, uh, I, I didn't tell him. I just went. I did my entrance exam and they took me on my musicality. And I came home and I said to him, so you congratulate, can congratulate me uh, on what? What did you do? Did you do your uh, driver's license or was that something? He said, no, man. <laughs> Go study music. <laughs> yep. And um, I'm not going to pay for that. I said, you don't have to. I organized that all for myself and I will be out of the house soon. Bye. So I became a classically trained musician. <laughs> that was very brave of you. Well, you need to be brave. I think yes. I was at that age, I was even more brave than I became afterwards. And now I'm brave again, I mm -hmm. think. Yeah. Well, after my studies, I made music theater productions for children, played in several ensembles. But my hunger for visual art was never over um, because I had that too. Um, I come from a family that made art. My great-grandfather was a neo-Gothic uh, sculptor. Um, my grandfather uh, was playing the violin, and the whole family was playing either cello or violin. So I had this hunger for visual art. And um, I thought, well, let's do something that I can earn something with. <laughs> so mm. I became a graphic designer, made websites. Uh, but I was still not satisfied. and. To be honest, I really never sold my art. I, I was selling, but it was never enough to really call myself thriving or, or something like that. It was just, mm, 
Mm. And then you feel your father sitting on your shoulder telling you, I told you so. So you start sabotaging yourself because subconsciously you can never be successful with a man sitting on your shoulder whispering in your ear. And um, yeah, then I started studying cultural studies with a BA in cultural philosophy and an MA in art history. Was even invited to do a PhD and did that for two years. And then, as if a bomb drops, you 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 realize that that isn't it. Mm. It's simply not your purpose. You know, I like to mentor, but I do not want to teach on a university. Mm. I love academic research. I love it. I still do it. But I had a passion for creating art. And you you just can't go beyond that. So there it was. And I picked up what I love most. And um, I illustrated for the books of author Elizabeth Amizou. I designed book covers for her and always it were always portraits. And so I picked up portraits again. And at this time, that has my main focus. Right. That is, what a story, Karen. That is just so, um, that's incredible, really. I mean, not incredible in the sense that you really pushed out on your own and you, you did what you wanted to do, but just, you know, constantly following that, that, that passion, even though you were sort of pushing through other things that so many of us do that. And some of us, some of us actually don't get to that point where we actually find the courage to do what it is that's calling us. Right. So, yeah, yeah, that is, that's true. And, um, uh, that's a waste of your energy, to be honest, because we all have a purpose to be here. And if you have skills that you can utilize then you better do that and um i think my father always thought about me that uh, i can't tell her anything she does exactly what she wants to do anyway he hated that but uh, <laughs> i did it i did that anyway and it was not you know when i even when i was a musician um the sad thing of it is that when you have so much resistance when you're a child that you start really start sabotaging yourself so the moment you can get success you just withdraw mm. and um and that that brings you to well when i told you in my story that you start oh then i start this and oh then i maybe i need to do this and um yeah it doesn't bring you on the path where you need to be yeah that is uh i mean i i it's so it, i think that's profound right out of the gate this is so this is so profound because i think it it depicts a lot of us, particularly, as you said at the beginning, if you don't grow up in an artistic family where people value and recognize the importance of, of art um, and, and, and the art, you're, you're struggling because, and, and then to the, to the point where you say you're so unsure of your, of your footing there that even though you've gone out and done what you, or you're trying to do what you want to do, when you then get that success, you start self-sabotaging that is so and some of us don't really recognize that until much much later when we wonder why haven't we why haven't we gone further and uh, why haven't we achieved what we what we were looking for so i hope you i'm going to ask you to tell us how you how you actually got to that uh 
to that realization later on. But uh, but let's pursue. That's that's really great. Thank you so much for sharing that, uh, Karen. You're welcome. I think we're all in the same boat, to be honest. A lot of us are. <laughs> a lot of us. A lot of us. We have to keep pushing. But sometimes we need to know what it is we need to we need to push against the right doors, right? And sometimes we don't know which of the doors that we have to, to push against so that they they open or so that we can break them down. In some cases, <laughs> we have to break the doors down. Okay, so thank you for sharing your story. So Welcome. I know you you paint portraits that tell stories. So yep. can you talk? I know you've you've hinted at how you you started painting portraits. You, you did your your music and your painting portraits. You did the illustrations. But tell us a little bit more about how you came to be doing this particular art and and why you create it and how does that say what you're what you're about? Um, well, as a musician, I was. I was someone who told stories through music, and um, as said, I I, I I picked up portraits because that has a fascination. So, yeah, I paint paint and draw portraits that tell a story, and it can be the way I paint a portrait in itself, or it is surrounded or embedded with something that very particular relating to that person. But I was always fascinated by portraits, and um, yeah, Rembrandt is my biggest hero. I'm still learning from him. I'm by no means uh, what he is or was, <laughs> but he is my my mentor. And uh, to me, portraits tell stories. They start speaking to me when I'm studying them and painting them. Uh, and you can see life in a portrait, you know, the life of a person, uh, their vulnerability, the emotions, the strength, the pride, the wisdom. You can actually see their life. And that's especially when you start painting them. And um, yeah, I paint from photos, but I can do also live sessions. And when you do have live sessions, I make drawings, sketches, and you talk with people. And um, then you can actually see their real expression. You know, a photo is always yeah. slightly different. They pose. Mm -hmm. And... Um, yeah, why portraits? I learned this trade from my ex. That's how I started. And when my brother suddenly died in 2005, I drew his portrait because I had a hard time coping. And so it was a way of grieving and it brought back memories. You know, every muscle I was drawing, every expression in his face was like memories coming back and it was helping me uh, grieve. And shortly after I painted portraits of artists who I deeply admire. And um, Elizabeth told me, they are you, you know, through those portraits you paint yourself. And um, yeah, she was right. I painted those portraits of artists surrounded or embedded in their art, because I think deep inside me, there was this longing for being the artist. I always wanted to be and, and be able to live from it. And I admired them because of their story. Because most artists have a story. They have a story. And um, because they live their art and live from it. And then I received my first commission. I was asked to draw a father, grandfather, who had passed and was in his life never able to hold his grandchildren due to early, um, what's it called, Parkinson's. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I got a bunch of photos and I had to make not even good ones, you know, the snapshots. And um, I made up a story and made the composition as if they were together having a lot of fun. 
And by then I thought, well, I probably need to draw and paint portraits of people who have passed because it seems that I'm doing that, like my brother and, um, and also artist, Hilman Kurt, have passed just before we would meet. And then this commission. Um, yeah, but I found out that it had nothing to do with my specific mission. I went through this process with myself and actually told that actually told me what I stand for, and that wasn't grieving. I mean, I'm right in this life, you know. I'm not grieving. I'm enjoying my life, and um, even though we all have our grief and moments, I felt like no, this is not it. It just didn't stick to me. So. Then I, I went through this process and I, I, as a little girl, I always felt different. And that's also, I think, that my father never un understood me and was kind of like, God, you, I, can't, I can't have a grip on you or something like that. Um, I was and am, uh, what we know now know, uh, highly sensitive. Um, found out I'm interested more in women than men. I was and still am very giving and caring. But I put I was putting myself second most of the time. I was pleasing people, uh, which is really devastating because it leads to nothing but pain. And um, yeah, it's a horrible way of sabotaging yourself, and it opens you up to humiliation, uh, not only by people around me, but but also by myself. I mean, I let that happen to myself, and I needed to take responsibility for that. I learned that the hard way by, sh by shoehorning myself into someone you're not. But other people, like your parents, want you to be. And it makes you really unhappy. And that's to say the least. So, yeah, you have to stay true to who you really are. Otherwise, you open yourself up to humi for humiliation. And that became my mission. Like, that was so incredibly important. I, I can't emphasize enough. You know? Yeah. Even though it can be really difficult, um, people around you do not accept you, your community, your family tries to, to, to force you into what you what they want you to be. And it happens a lot with children anyway. And still, I think you're better off choosing for yourself and be yourself. Yeah. And I'm feeling miserable all the time with consequences of severe depressions and anxiety. And... Um, yeah, because when I was still playing music, as I told just before, I, they told me that I was a storyteller. And now I'm tell, I tell stories with paintings. That's amazing. Uh, painting a portrait and make an illustrated version of your story. Um, the portrait shows you that you absolutely deserve to see yourself as a work of art. And the book is your story. And you mm. can be really proud of. Be, I mean, you can be really proud of your own story. And the painted or drawn portrait is so different from the selfie, the selfies you take. You know, we live in this, we live in this era where we all take selfies, and um, it's not really looking at who you are. It's not really um, caring about yourself. It's not really, it's comparing with others. It's um, wanting to be something you're not. And it's so different also from looking in a mirror, which a lot of people are not even capable of anyway. And still, seeing yourself depicted as a painting really changes your perception and the perceptions of others who see it. So that's why it's so close to my heart. 
and that's why I paint portraits as a story. Yeah, that's uh, that's that's incredible. That's I mean, you're so right. We live in a we live in the selfie generation, right? And they're so like here today, gone tomorrow, and almost with no thoughts. Whereas you're talking about painting a portrait of someone where they can actually see themselves. That's uh, that is really profound, Karen. I wanted to ask you one question here, and um, I think we, we may hint on it later on, but before, just in case I forget to ask it <laughs> later on, <laughs> because I'm, so, I'm listening to this and I'm thinking, wow, because it's amazing when you do this, when I do these kind of interviews, um, how much you think, okay, I know that we don't know each other very well because we're, in, we're on Facebook and, you know, we see we see each other's art, we see each other on Facebook, but we never really get to know the person, right? And there's so much richness to the person and how they came to be where they are. But one of the things I wanted to ask you was how did you arrive at your, and I know a little bit of the answer to this question, but for our listeners, um, without going into like, I know it was a, a story and a, a process, but how did you arrive at uh, deciding that this was your, your mission? Um, when, when Elizabeth told me that uh, uh, the portraits I was painting of the artists were me, I thought, well, maybe she's she's right, and mm. I I had to think a lot about that, and then I just started to listening to myself, like, who am I? <laughs> who am I? And um, what is it that I really that really triggers me? That what is that? So with that, I um, I painted a self portrait, and the funny thing is. Uh, the self-portraits I did before were always distorted, so I didn't even look at myself. I didn't. I saw myself distorted in some way. Well, obviously, I thought it is. This is artistic, you know. This is um, this is um, um, who I see myself. How I see myself. Uh, this is who I am. This is um, an artistic process, and because I'm an artist, I can do that. But I felt deeply in me, that's not it. That's not true. You're lying to yourself. So be honest. And um, so I I did my own self-portrait, a, a simple sketch. It was a simple sketch, a watercolor. And I thought, you make it realistic, as you do with other people. And I just, I just cracked. I just cracked. I looked at myself and I thought, oh, my God. You never looked at yourself. You never saw how worthy you are and how you deserve to see yourself as a, as a work of art. Do you understand that? Do you really deeply get this sense of worthiness that you're that you deserve it too? You know, you don't you you you're doing this with other people, with you too, and you are the artist, and you can do this. You can tell those stories, and that's how I came to this process for me that's how i found out who i am but i had to solve it for myself first yeah that's uh thank you for sharing that and as you were talking i was also reminded and it all weaves through what you're saying how much we as people and as artists have to take responsibility at some point, we have to take responsibility for our decisions and even our decision to find out who we are, right? Sometimes yeah. it's, it's so easy to 
to look back and to say, well, it was because of my parents or because of my children or because of my friends or because of my circumstances. And that might be all true, but at some point we have to say, well, okay, but I'm still going to do what it is I need to do, right? Exactly. And um, I think that um, especially artists have the power to do that because they can use their expression for it. I, I, I can understand a lot of people will never get there or have a difficulty with that. Um, although I think everyone in life has a purpose. Everyone. We are not here on this earth just to walk around and to mess about and uh, to be depressed or or worse. We have a mission. But yeah, not everyone will find that. Mm. I have to tell you that I also do a lot of meditation and I study... Um, uh, at the moment, I'm very into. Uh, I did Abraham, Abraham Hicks. I don't know if you know. Oh him. yeah, yeah, I know Abraham Hicks. Yes, I yeah, do. Yeah, and and now I'm very much into Joe Dispenza, which is kind of the um, scientific equivalent of what Abraham Hicks uh, always told me. And I do his meditation because with the epigenetics, neuroplasticity. He has proven that our brains can change and you can change a thing. So, and we talk about that later, but um, in one of my challenges is, is, I think, but it is, it is that I had to go through this and in the meditations, I, I had to change things within me, especially the things of worthiness. And um, that helped, that helped mm -hmm. a lot. Meditation into that helped a lot. I had to see that I was worthy of seeing myself as I am, who I am, you know, that I'm um, bisexual, that I am um, an artist, that I do not live the life that uh, the average people live, that I make my own choices, um, yeah, and be proud of my story. Mm. Yeah. Thank you for that. So much. There's so much there I could ask you questions over, but I think we would be here forever. I think we'll probably have to do another, we'll have to do another interview because there's just so many other things I want to ask you. And uh, that I think will be useful and helpful to listeners as well. Not just, you know, not just for me, but these things, these, these talks really do um, help me think about uh, certain things, even in my own life as well and think, oh yeah, this is, this is true. This is, this is really, really what we need to be thinking about or, you know, things like that. So thank you for sharing. And okay, so I I think we I don't know whether we've we've talked about this, but let's let's just talk about it because I said I would ask you this anyway. So what does creating this art mean to you? The art you well, create. Uh, yeah, well what what I can say now is just that creating art is who I am. It's it's my language. And um um it's 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 um Visual, it's music, but it's art, uh, and it's not the academic world. Uh, world, so it's not the academic language. Creating art is who I am. It is me, and it's my language. It's my life. It's my passion, and it always has been. And um, I have to admit that I'm not really the type for the nine to five office hours. <laughs> <laughs> I, get, I, I hear you. Some of us are not the type, but we're sort of like, <laughs> let's not go there. 
I know what you mean, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, even though I have a moonlighting job, I I, I mm. love to call this my moonlighting job because that gives my gives my gives me a that gives me a horizon of like this is a moonlighting job. This this is a something in between, um, and it, it it's flexible and has different hours. So that's what I like. Um, I like to think out of the box, come up with solutions that are not average, not only in art. Oh, by the way, uh, in every aspect of life. And sometimes I'm the only one screaming in the desert, but so be it. <laughs> so be it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I know myself and I like myself. No, I have become to like myself and love myself for who I am and as I am. And I create art that has a meaning. And that means everything to me. I can tell you that. Yeah. Uh, I can hear it. I can really hear it. And uh, I, I just think that is so important. I'm not even going to add any more to that. <laughs> I'm thinking, yeah, yes, yes. <laughs> Just ask away. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I've got so many questions, but I, I, I am mindful of time. So, and I don't want to, I don't want to cut you off talking because I, I really want to hear what you, what you're saying here. So, okay. So, what inspires you to keep growing creatively? Because this is a, it's a journey, and um, it's growth. It's always growth, and I, I can hear from what you're saying that you're never. In, you're not in the same place where you were even a year ago, two no. years ago, even maybe last month. <laughs> I can actually, I can hear that. So what inspires you to keep growing creatively? And I'm saying that in the sense that uh, I, I ask artists that I talk, talk to this question because we have to keep growing. It's very easy to sort of stand still and think, well, I've arrived. Yeah. And uh, but after a while, you begin to think, well, you know, what else? Is new. Where else can I aspire to? Or maybe maybe some people don't even think of aspiring to anything else, but they think that this is it. But so tell us a little bit about how you keep growing creatively and what inspires you to do so. Well, I have this firm belief. I really firmly believe that art and and any art for that matter is extremely important. Um, of course, there are people who doubt that, but I know and you know that the world without art is no world we can live in. You know, I mean, I need my music. I need my books to read. I need art to enjoy. I need to discuss films to watch, art to tell stories. Because the only thing what I see and feel is that art heals. It brings joy. It sparks the imagination. It makes you proud of yourself as a maker, but also as a collector. It opens up for a discussion of important matters in the world. It unites, can be cathartic, it brings beauty. We all need beauty, you know? Yeah, so, we do. Yeah, and when it comes to my own art, well, I tell stories and I really want to make a difference. I really feel that. I want to make a difference. And let me give you an example. Um, I'm currently working on a series of women of color for the uh, from the LGBTQI plus community, uh, transgenders included. and. Um, I do that because those women have made or are still making a huge difference in the lives of so many people around the world. And, oh, my God, they had their struggles, I can tell you. But they took their struggles and they became advocates to fight injustice. And injustice are like racism, sexism, uh, whatever, name it. Mm -hmm. And why people of color? Because they fight their fights on different levels. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah, not not only with acknowledging their sexuality, but also acceptance within their own within their own community, society, even the LGBTQI plus community, which is racist within itself. And well, that's supposed to be the safe place for everyone. Uh, so yeah, these people I paint and draw are role models, and role model models are so important for children, teenagers who are struggling to come out and. Um, uh, an Instagram friend wrote that it was a revelation to her that she as a black girl could be gay. And that was just as normal as for white people. Mm. I was stunned by that, to be honest. And But she told me something else, which is ridiculous. Something, Someone else told her that it was not possible. Well, so you wow. see, creating art with a meaning is important. And from this project, I create a book with the portraits and stories, stories of these women. I intend to make this for education and I want to auction the paintings and drawings. And I also decided that 25% of the paintings sold go to UK Black Pride. So I don't give away my art. That's not what I do anymore. I did at a, at a point. But I will donate from the proceeds to an organization that is really close to my heart. So yeah, making a difference in the lives of people with my art inspires me to grow my creative creativity. That's that's a, that's wonderful. Um, again, so profound, Karen, as to how a you've talked about, and so true how art makes a difference. And I think sometimes we take it for granted. You know, all the all the things that art does, and I agree, it is so extremely important. Though sometimes if we look around, sometimes we will think that people don't really care or even agree with that, but. Um, on a personal level, yes, it is so important. And you've just listed all the things that art does. And not just the visual arts, like you say, music and films and theater and writing yeah. all change our lives in such powerful and myriad ways, don't they? Yeah, very much. Yeah. Very, very much. And if we just stopped and thought, what would it be? What would life be without all those things? I, I think our heads would just explode. We, I don't think we can even do it because we just take it for granted that it's just there for us. And um, that's uh, quote by that the, the girl that told you that. That was actually my my blowing. That's crazy. But that is crazy. Yeah, I was yeah. when I heard that that she thought that as a black girl she could couldn't be gay because that's only for white people. Had what? What are you talking about? This is. But, you know... Um, that's scary. Yeah, because um, uh, Lady Phil, that's the, the co-founder, she is my friend and she has told me so much about it. I, I will talk about her later, but she, mm. I'm, I'm stunned by how this is even possible. Uh, still, I mean, anno 2020, uh, 19, God. Yeah, it, it seems as if, sometimes as if you're going backwards. In Thoughts with guest artist Karen Mertz, your story told from London, England. If you enjoyed this episode, please remember to share and to follow my podcast for future episodes and updates. Let's get back to the interview. Well, that is really fast. That's really um, amazing and fascinating. How you're making a difference. You made difference a difference in people's. In, you made a difference in that girl's uh, life, and you're still continuing to make a difference so you know more power to you and that is i'm really happy that you shared that 
I don't know if I made if I made a difference in her life, but um, I certainly want to make a difference in in a lot of people's lives with this book and and with these paintings. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. Yes. Okay, so um, I think you've talked a bit about, unless you want to add a little bit more on this particular question, how your art has impacted your life and the life of others, because I think you've threaded that through some of the answers so far. Did you want to, did you want to say anything more about that? Because I know that, I know that yeah. you have points down, so I don't want to miss anything out. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're, is she going to ask me these questions? She said she would. <laughs> I will, I will yeah. answer it because it's a good question, you know. Um, oh, thank you, thank you. You. Need, you need to know, you need to know how it impacts and you can only know, yeah, it's, it's really, and I can tell you this, my yeah. life is impacted when I tell stories of people and when they tell me their stories. And when doing that, which is very intimate, private process, you learn a lot about the person you paint and illustrate the story of. And um, I recently painted a portrait of Phil Opoku, uh, and she's co-founder of UK Black Pride. She's also uh, known as Lady Phil. Um, She's amazing, an amazing, amazing woman that fights for the rights of people by teaching, by sharing love and inspiring all kinds of people around the world. I've never met anyone who's so profound, who's so uh, dedicated also to her mission, her mission. And um, yeah, she really makes, makes a difference in the world. And uh, one day I just took the courage to write her a mail even though I did not expect anything back. <laughs> she mm. wrote me immediately, and um, I was stunned. Uh, very excited at the same time. And we started talking, and because she is incredibly busy, and at that time I was still in Amsterdam, so there was no time to fly over to do sketches or whatever. Uh, she sent me a batch of photos, and I picked one and started drawing and painting taking her with me in the process. That's what I always do. And we then had an online meeting where she told me her story. And I went into the process of transcribing her words and illustrating it. By the time I was finished, I was back in London and we made an appointment. So I met her and I revealed the portrait and the book. And I can't even describe the feeling. I can't even describe the feeling. And then, you know, you just know the impact it has on your life. Mm. because it was overwhelming for her, but also for me. And, you know, it is so true that we sell emotion because it was very emotional and um, that had a massive impact on her as well as on me. I had to walk for a while uh, when I left um, and I knew that what I was doing made a difference, changed its perspectives, and I felt inspired and incredibly grateful that I can do this. And uh, I'm, I'm proud to call her my friend now. <laughs> so it definitely impacts my life and that of the people I paint. Wow. What a story. Wow. That's, I'm glad you shared that because sometimes we, we don't, I don't even know how to put this, we don't realize how much our art impacts people. And I love what you said that, your art impact, impact when you tell stories it impacts you and it impacts others as well and um, it's all part of this this whole I think and 
by impacting others and by changing things in their lives or bringing something into their lives, we in turn get to see that emotion and get to see that impact, which is, which is really amazing, I think. It I is. think it's, yeah. it's um, indescribable in, in, in some cases. And I'm sure that, as you've described it, it was probably 100 times more impactful when it actually happened. And that is so great. That's so great to hear, I have to say. So thanks again for sharing that with us. Okay, so um, so being an artist, as we, we know, and we've hinted at, but it's no secret, it's not the easiest of paths to follow. You told us in... Um, in the beginning of your early days about how you, you struggled to, um, you just determined that you were going to follow that path, but it was not an easy path to follow. And I'm sure that, you know, we still have challenges as we go along. And also as a creative entre- entrepreneur. Um, so as we have to create and market and find clients, customers. So how do you, how do you do this and stay inspired and motivated while you're building your creative enterprise because it is a creative enterprise in a way isn't it it is it definitely is and um yeah gosh well um that's a big one i think i <laughs> find two questions in one there but um, I, know you're, I know you're up to the task there <laughs> okay i'll try <laughs> um yeah uh what i do most to be honest is i talk about my mission to whoever wants to hear it. I never, you know, in 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 um in our society we have this tendency to ask, what do you do? It's always about the doing. It's never about the being. And I talk about being. So I talk about my mission. So when someone asks me, what do you do? I say, well I have a mission. And they they kind of stutter and they have like they're out of balance. They don't expect an answer like that. And um, I do it anyway, and it has proved <laughs> to be productive because it earned me another customer I will start working on with next week. Um, it also tells me pretty quick if someone fits or not. If I can have a conversation with someone about who I am or what I stand for or what I do, that's always what, what they want to hear. But I don't fall in the trap anymore of what you do, because as soon as I say, well, I, I'm paint, I'm an artist, then, and, and what do you paint? Well, portrait. They start technique. And I don't want to talk about it. It's not interesting. It's not interesting at all. I, I so agree with you there, Karen. I, and you're, I'm so glad you said that, because, <laughs> because it's like, oh, my gosh, this is, this is it. Somebody else, somebody else said this as well. I, I think people sort of pigeonhole you as well. It's like the only area they know how to go into. And it's like, let's talk about technique. And it is so beside the point almost. It's a, a, a way to get to a place, but it's not the way, right? Anyway, I, I kind of had to sort of say something there because I just thought. <laughs> I know you will feel exactly the same because, you know, Exactly the same. Anyway, sorry, please continue. I don't want to I don't want to interrupt your train of thought here. <laughs> no, it's okay. okay. Um yeah, and also I I have um I don't know if you know Louise Hay. Uh yes, yeah. yeah. And if you listen to Louise Hay, Louise Hay says all, always and I uh, well, again Abraham and also in um Joe Dispenza using your word because the way you use words can which are even thoughts that are longer there, create your life. 
And so I prefer not to think or use the word not easy. And because when I do that, and I think that way, it will not be easy. Mm. So I've, I've skipped that. I'm, I'm, I'm mastering my brain. <laughs> yeah. And um, so, yeah. But there's one thing, and that is that I have to learn to be more visible. It's one of the things highly sensitive people are not very good in. Uh, I used to hide within myself, walking on the streets, to not feel the energy, all the energy of the people around me. And, um, well, this podcast is very good to be more visible, at least in words. So thank you. <laughs> oh, oh, you're... I, I, this is part of why I do this, I have to say here, to... Um, for that visibility because i know uh, well i don't want to die i don't want to digress too much into that right now we'll talk about that another time but this is part of the reason why i am uh, why i'd like to 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 talk with people because this does raise visibility people listen to this people yeah. hear you people people take encouragement uh from hearing other people speak sometimes speak their very own thoughts that they've never art- articulated right so yeah, yeah. So yeah. you're very you're you're very welcome. You don't need to thank me. <laughs> <laughs> I do it anyway. <laughs> All right, thank yeah. you. I appreciate it. Yeah. And, um, so yeah. So visibility. Yes. Yeah, visibility. So what I do is I use mainly Instagram and Facebook to publish my work. Um, another thing is that I'm focused on what I want and not so much on what doesn't work. That's another thing that I learned from my uh, spiritual teachers on. Let them call, yeah, like like mm-hmm. Spencer and uh, Abraham. And I'm grateful for everything that works out and I trust the universe. So that may sound a little bit vague, but um, I can tell you that it really works. Um, I had, um, on my moonlighting job, I talked, someone asked me, what do you do? And then I, <laughs> I talked about my mission and she was so stunned. She was like, Oh my God, this is beautiful. Yeah. I've never heard this before. And um, so we had to go back to work. Um, then she left and I left. And two weeks later, I saw her again. She came to me and she said, I have to tell you. She just, you know, you walk into the room or into uh, your office and someone comes and just stands straight in front of you, blocking you the way. Yeah. I have to tell you this. What? I have to tell you this. This your passion, your mission. It's so beautiful. Wow. And um, Well, she is now working with me. Wow. Isn't that beautiful? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I trust the universe, you know, and I'm grateful every day for everything I have because if I focus on what I do not have, and that, that's for everyone, you know, this is not just me. Gratefulness is one of the most strongest um, sensations and emotions that you need to feel and able to manifest. Yeah. Using words as it's not easy, it's difficult. Oh my God, it's so such a heavy energy. Yeah. And um, that doesn't mean that I'm there. I'm still learning and I make mistakes, but I don't punish myself anymore. Uh, whereas before, I would really punish myself for making mistakes and feeling so horrible that I started procrastinating again. And I realize it's all a process. And since now, when I talk about my purpose, my mission, I do not have to talk about myself. It makes it all easier. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm now experimenting with capturing myself, uh, painting to put on YouTube. 
I'm never afraid. Um, I won't stay motivated. You know, there's so much inspiration. And uh, even one sale to motivate for a very long time, I can tell you. <laughs> and just to sh the sheer emotion that comes with it is mind-blowing. Yeah. And, yeah. Also, between, in between, I work on another project, like the one I told you before. And uh, I look at possibilities. So I'm excited to dive into the world of art prints, maybe dropshipping or whatever ever I can find out to do with my business, with my enterprise. Because that's another thing. I think enterprise, I think business now. I don't think artist like um, being in my studio or, well, it's my room, but painting here and only uh, work on my skills. That's not how I think anymore. Mm -hmm. I work, I, I really think business, like, okay, I'm building a business that means that I need clients, that means our customers, that needs that I, means that I need to go out there. It means that I have to do my, um, my admin. It needs, it means that I have to set my goals, make my goals, make my steps towards it. And that all is inspiring enough to keep going. Yeah. And I don't know, you know, I've learned to love my own art business and it's still sm small, <laughs> small, but I've planned to aim high. Why even higher? And I am sure you will, Karen. No doubt. Absolutely. No, no doubt. That's this was so encouraging and um, encouraging to, to me as, a, as an artist and, and, a, and a person and a person with a creative enterprise building my own as well. And I share many of those, many of those sentiments and, and, and thoughts. And uh, it's really good to hear them articulated uh, again here. So on this wonderful Saturday morning, all the way from the UK. <laughs> from London. From, from London, London from my, my, my hometown. Your, um, home, your hometown. Yes, yeah, exactly. yes, yes. And, you know, at the beginning of this uh, talk, I actually forgot to say that Karen is um, joining us from London in the UK. And uh, we're very, very happy to, to, to have her. So thank you so much. Karen for sharing these these thoughts and uh, they're really wonderful. I'm going to so much so enjoy listening to this again. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Okay, so let's talk about your your challenges now. So, what are your two biggest challenges and how do you overcome them? And I know that uh, I know how you 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 men mentioned earlier on that uh, one of one of your challenges. So, give tell us a little bit about those then. Well, my biggest challenge is uh, what I already just mentioned, uh, be visible, show myself and what I do, uh, talk about it and become the authority. Um, and I know everyone is telling me, you have to get out there. Yeah, I'm doing my best. <laughs> so, yeah, a few weeks ago, I talked about my mission and how I do that. And this woman and I told this story just it was so deeply touched. And after two weeks, she came to me and she told me as soon as people know what you are about you will take off. And, you know, it made me think, it made me really realize like, okay, this is the main point now. This is the biggest challenge you have. Because if you and what you stand for isn't visible, then nobody knows. So that's, that's my biggest challenge. And is a challenge for highly visible, visible uh, highly sensitive people um, to be visible. They always hide. Mm-hmm. But um, I had a, uh, I did a course last year with a highly sensitive entrepreneur in Holland, 
lovely people, really lovely people, highly sensitive themselves, and um, they know. So it was like, oh my god, I'm not strange. <laughs> yeah, I'm not alone yeah. in this. I'm <laughs> not the only one. No, everyone has this. Well, everyone who is highly sensitive, but they convinced me, and I think that's also part of the the drive I have. They convinced me, like when you when you are highly sensitive, you have an extra. You and your visibility is so important because you can you can really make a difference in other people's life just because you're highly sensitive. And I thought, well, okay, then that's then and then I have to do something about it. I really have to do something about it. So that's the the biggest challenge, and um, I'm working on it. I mean, taking the invitation from you was already a very massive step for me. Oh, congratulations. I'm so glad you took that step. And, you know, it's going to make a difference in so many people's lives, my own included. Um, I mean, I knew you before and I knew the kind of work you were doing, but I didn't. And I knew a little bit about why you were doing it, but not not as much as you share today. So, you know, it's been great. It really is great <laughs> listening to you. So I'm glad you took. you said yes to the to the invitation. Isn't that part of it? Like you say. It you is, just say yeah. yes, you yeah. know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and the, the, you know, the thing is, um, I have a podcast on Michael Jackson, Michael Jackson Studies, an academic podcast. And it's easy to talk there because I do not talk about what I do. I talk about what someone else, a great, fantastic genius, black artist does. Yes, <laughs> and I yes. don't have to talk about what I do, what I stand for. Now I have to. And um Yeah. It makes thought, a difference. Well, yeah, and I thought, well, when you when you invited me, I always think like, okay, universe, you bring everything to me um, at the right time, and um, I trust that. And then I say, yes, I do. Yes, I do. Yes. Oh, thank you so much for that, Karen. Right. So, and so that was the first. Your first. That was challenge. the first challenge. Yeah, what, my other challenge. What oh, is the God. second one? Oh God. <laughs> Don't punish me. Oh, <laughs> I gotta hear it now. I gotta hear it now. Okay, what is it? What is it? Tell us what it is. Uh, to not give away art ever again. Oh, now there's always, an interesting yeah, one. I always did that. I always did that. You know, and that has to do with talking about money. It was completely off limits for me. I was so not comfortable with that, um, and I felt already uncomfortable about that even when I was working in a restaurant as a teenager and I needed to go to the boss to ask for my weekly wages. Oh, you can't imagine. I, I remember that I skipped sometimes, so I wasn't paid because I was so incredibly shy and I also think scared of talking about money. But I have dealt with the money issue. So giving um, is my nature. I can't help it. I, I really love to. If I see someone or has done something really lovely for me, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm always giving. And I do it also when people don't do anything for me, but when I think, oh gosh, they need this. So yeah. Um, it's so my nature that I really have to consciously hold, hold myself back. And in, um, again, one of the meditations by Joe Dispenza. I do them daily. I addressed this problem because I thought, no, you can't do this anymore. You have a business. <laughs> mm. And every time I feel the urge, I snap my fingers like this and say, change. 
And that works. Great. That works. It's, uh, I mean, when you said, you know, not giving the art away, it, it's so funny that you said, well, it's not funny, but you said that it's actually quite a mindset to get over because I know even from my own perspective, and it's true if you're a giving person, you think, oh, somebody, somebody really likes what you've done and they want it and for whatever reason um, they're not willing or able to pay for it, you think you want to give it. Yep. You want to just make them a gift of this of of this art, of this piece of, of what you've created. But it actually works against it works against you in the end because it, you it end does. up yeah. yeah, it works against you big time. And I'm 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 glad you mentioned this as a challenge because I think for artists, we not only do we have to fight ourselves about wanting to to fulfill our natural instincts about giving <laughs> giving our art to people but also there's an also there's also an expectation i'm not sure whether it's not a, a catch-22 expectation that people some people almost expect you to give it to them for free and you know i've had to to work on that and say no this is this is not free this is okay part of my business enterprise but even if i wasn't selling it why should i give it away free why should yep. anybody give any anything of yep. that is valuable and that is that shows that their worthiness why should they why should anyone expect it free and why should you give it away free but unfortunately you have to te you have to show people that no this is not free this does come at a price maybe you can't pay that price but so yeah. be it you know yeah. it, but yeah. it is a challenge and it, uh, when you were saying that i was thinking yeah it is i still fight that urge to say hey have this free this have this free that <laughs> and i know the logic of not doing that i haven't done it for a long long time i don't i don't give my art away as you as you probably as you probably know but yeah, it doesn't, yeah, yeah. It doesn't yeah. mean that the urge doesn't come up you know just just out of niceness That's <laughs> exactly no, yeah no yeah. find something i would rather give something else away than give my art away actually yeah. now and I'm, yeah. I'm glad i can say that but it doesn't mean that it's not a daily a daily lesson and a daily it sneaks up on you oh this person's so nice you can yeah, give from yeah, this yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I do yeah. when I when I when I have that thought I think of lawyers and dentists <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 yeah. they never yeah. give they anything never away give, they, they don't <laughs> no. no I always make the comparison now with the bakery when I go there well I don't eat bread but people who go there and buy their bread do, do you think the, the baker says bakery says um, oh well they'll take it have this free loaf. <laughs> no, they don't. I don't know why artists sort of think that they're sort of different. I don't we know. We have I, to give give away. Yeah. yeah that's ridiculous. But, yeah. It is ridiculous. Just, and, and it you know, is ridiculous. Yeah. I had the same when I was a musician. And um, this money thing was a deep, deep seated, deep root, deeply rooted issue that came yeah. from, from, I know where it comes from, but I've dealt with it. So that was that made it easy to do it, um, but as a musician too, you know. Yeah. Um, can you play here, and um, uh, at the opening of my gallery? And um, uh, yeah, we have a, a bottle of wine and flowers. And at one point, I said, "Well, I'm not going to play anymore for a bottle of sour wine, and." Um, Half that bunch of flowers. I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm not going to do it. No, I'm not going to do that anymore. 
and um, and with art, with visual art, with the drawings, you know, I can make a quick sketch and it and it looks nice. And um, yeah, and sometimes I have this overwhelming feeling, like ah, oh, want to give no, no change. <laughs> No, it's true. And on a serious note, Karen, I mean, I know we, we laugh about it, but it is it is really it is sort of serious because I think it comes, at least in my case, sometimes it comes from a deep feeling, if we really are honest with ourselves, about deservedness, that do we deserve do we deserve to get paid for the work that we do? And I think yeah. people who are who have centered themselves and know who they're about and know their mission and understand what they're doing and why they're doing it can answer that question with yes and therefore they and therefore they're not going to give this away because they deserve you know it's valuable and they deserve to be paid for it right yeah. if we're, yeah. we're talking about the, the business arrangement it doesn't mean that it doesn't mean that you never ever gift anything to anyone but there's a there's there's a time and a place right and most of the time <laughs> it's not the time and the place to do it where we're actually faced with this question so we just we just shouldn't <laughs> do it anyway we, we just shouldn't, shouldn't do it it should be a complete no yeah. don't you have don't to do take it. yourself seriously really i mean exactly doctors and lawyers well they take themselves seriously oh, yes God. yes they do Too much. Too much. And, nobody, and nobody argues with them they just say no. okay <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right let's move on but uh that is something that uh, it, uh a lot of thought and a lot of uh thinking it's it's uh it's a very important point especially for for artists of all of all genres really and uh, yeah, it comes it up yeah. it comes up time and time and time again i can't tell you how many times yeah, I've, I've yeah and i responded no to people where this, where this one started that yeah that artists whatever art it is has to has to, has give to be away. free um a friend of mine is a musician and um uh she made a cd recording and then family thinks that they can get one for free why um elizabeth has published books and i always paid for them even yes. though i did the drawings and the illustration the illustrations wow. and, the, and the and the cover and the design I, I paid for them because I support artists. Yes. I'm not going to say, well, because I did that, you know. No. You exactly. You the artist. You buy their stuff and not you don't um, get it for free. Yeah. Just as you would for any other transaction. When you walk into a shop to get something, you're exactly. ready and prepared to pay for it. Exactly. That's exactly how artists, yeah. whatever, whatever artists, yeah, that is that is exactly yeah. how artists should expect to and yeah. expect to be treated. It's yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, and I think as artists we have to reinforce that um, message because that's the only way that people actually get the message. As long as we keep sort of saying, "Oh well, okay, then we're gonna," you know, we're gonna go back on ourselves and give it away, then people will keep expecting us to give it away. That really the the truth of the matter. So absolutely, yeah, absolutely. yeah. we have to get to that. We have to get to that point. All right, so. Um, thank you for sharing about your challenges. That's uh, very, very profound. And I know we could talk about each one of those um, forever. There's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so much to say there. We can talk forever on those. But I'm going to ask you now, um, so where can people find out more about your work and how can people get in, in touch with you? Um, you can find my work on karinmerks.co.uk and subscribe to my newsletter or fill in the contact form. 
or at Instagram slash Kali's underscore studios. That is C-A-L-I-Z underscore studios. Um, yeah. But I... You're going to send me your... Uh, I'm going to put uh, Karen's um, links in the show notes for this, uh, for this podcast, everybody. So you, you will be able to go there and, and check out her work and sign up for her newsletter. And, um, you know, you'll, you'll have all her details there. Is that right, yep. Karen? Yes, yeah. I will give them to you. Yeah. Fantastic. So what is your vision? Here's the next one. What's your vision for yourself and your creative life? And where do you feel you are on that journey today? <laughs> Where am I today? Um, well, no, I have, I have, I really have a drive in myself. Um, my vision is that Kali Studios will expand over the coming years. And um, I really want people to feel worthy, loved and cared for. And people also need role models. And I can see the books that I create now of my current project be sold to as many as possible. And mm -hmm. it creates awareness. It teaches about the people. It portrays them and it tells their stories. And many books will be in private collections of other commissions that I will make because it tells a private story of that person. But I think there will be people who want to share their story because they're proud of it, like Lady Phil. And um, I see myself not only telling stories with painted portraits and books, but also films and illustrations and music, as long as it fits my mission. Um, I can see collaborations and look forward to build my thriving art business that makes a difference in many lives. And where am I on the journey? Oh, well, <laughs> I'm at the beginning of this mm. exciting journey. You know, I can't make it bigger. I can't make, I don't need to make it smaller, but I'm at the beginning of an exciting journey. And I know my path and the road that leads to it. And I will keep walking. And as I said before, I've planned to aim high and even fly higher. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we're going to be there to see it, hopefully, Karen. <laughs> this is so exciting. This is so exciting. No, it's really exciting and uh, very, very encouraging. So thank you for that. All right. I'm going to ask you a little bit about, because uh, I know you've mentioned you use social, you use social media. I know that you're, you're on Instagram. So what is your take on social media? So if, if artists and uh, others are listening to this, how is if you use it, and I know you do use it, how has it helped you or hindered you, if at all, from reaching your artistic goals? And would you recommend it? Um, well, social media can can be a pain in the behind. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody starts off with saying that. For <laughs> social media. It's, it's true. But yeah, but <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. Go on. <laughs> but, but, <laughs> but when using it correctly, it can actually work for you. But you have to let it work for you. Yeah. So you have the social media work for you, not you work on social media, if you know what I mean. I know what you uh, mean. <laughs> so I use mainly Instagram and Facebook. Uh, it helps my visibility. And just get a grip on yourself, you know, and only place that what you need to place and go back to work again. I shut off all notifications and bleeps because they're so disturbing. And Tell it's me not about even it. that interesting to see how many people give a like or a comment because this time they like you and the next time they hate you. <laughs> <laughs> so don't get hooked on that because you can get hooked on that. Um, I have to admit that I'm not always using it the way I should and it's distracting. And I'm, I give myself a week offline 
So I only do mm. once a day at my mail. Um, and it's yeah, that's really to wean off. It's, yeah. Um, and and to get focused again because you need that focus because you can only reach your goals with focus. Yes. So yeah, use use social media because it's um, it's a very good um, invention. But use let it work for you and don't work for it. So. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree. Um, it's such a fine line, really, isn't it? You know, and, le- and knowing how to work yeah. work it, and because uh, it can suck you in, and it can it can trash your focus if you're not careful. And you can end up sort of doing things for it rather than allowing it to to work for you, as you've said. Um, and I think it, I think it's really great. We've talked a lot about visibility, about, um, and I think again, this is another topic we can probably talk about on another on another podcast. I'm re- I'm really serious, actually. There are some things you brought up here which I think we should maybe go into in a little bit more detail because I think it's that it'd be really interesting. Mm-hmm. But it's it's great for uh, visibility to let people know, hey, I'm here and this is what I'm doing, and you know, so that people can see you, right? Because if nobody yep. knows knows you, then you know you're invisible, and it's it's hard enough being invisible as it is, as you know. Um, and so it's it's really helpful there, but obviously not to allow it to control you. And I I like that you sort of give yourself a social media fast. <laughs> <laughs> every so often yeah i do because ah. yeah i learned that from um uh, julia cameron uh, mm, yeah the artist way or the artist yeah. way yes yeah. yes absolutely i have done i've done all the courses but this uh she really tells you and uh she tells you a lot and i think she is right in so many ways but yeah. um yeah social media can you know you play something you what and you start scrolling Yes. Before you know it, sucks you gone. in. Oh, tell and, me about it. Tell me about it. And and also and also read in the organized mind that it's kind of like TV and social media. It's making pulp of your brain. That might well be the case. What a scary thought. <laughs> More reason <laughs> to stay off it. <laughs> but on the on the plus side, I like I like to like look at the positive side of it. And we talked about like controlling it. On the plus side, it has allowed us to reach out to people that I like. In my case, there's some people I've reached out that I'm now friends with that I would never have known otherwise. And I've kept in contact with people. So it's got its good points, I have to say. <laughs> it has. Otherwise, yeah. we wouldn't have this conversation now. Exactly, exactly. So, um, but it, everything with moderation is what I say. Everything with moderation. Exactly, exactly. All right. Yeah. So we're coming to the end of our interview. Our really interesting interview. <clears throat> I've got a frog in my throat now. And uh, I don't know where the time has gone. But uh, <laughs> we've been having fun. So do you have any tips uh, for artists or for creatives who'd like to do, um, you know, similar to what you're doing in their creative life? And Karen, when I'm t- when I'm say when I say this, I mean not just doing um, something artistic. I mean like finding their mission, their purpose, their you know their creative purpose. What advice or tips would you have for people who might want to sort of explore further in their creative life or discover their creative life, maybe? Yeah, well, first thing I would say, stay true to who you are and don't compare yourself with others. Um, If you see art or something that you want to create that you think is better than what you make or for whatever reason, 
use it to learn in and um, not to demean yourself. That's really important. And um, when you really want to start a creative enterprise, then I would do that, you know, start your own business and don't let other people tell you how to sell your art or let them sell your art or how to sell the stuff you want to sell or whatever. Do it yourself. Take responsibility of yourself and your life. And um, always ask the people who buy from you whatever you sell to refer you to people who can benefit from what you do. You know, that's really important. Um, yes. It's, in, in, it's a way of, of, I don't like the word networking, but it is a way of networking, and it, but it's not so much networking as binding. And um, you're binding with people, and that's important. Um, other thing is make a plan. Really make a plan. 100%. Your goals, and never ever give up. Because, um, you know, it's, uh, it's a process, and you have to walk, and you will fall on your butt, and you stand up again like a child that starts to walk. It can't just run like uh, whoever is uh, running the 100 meters in uh, nine seconds. It's standing up, it's falling again, it's standing up, and you learn along the process. Find someone who is doing what you do, and he, is, he or she is living it. You know, the best mentors in the world are the people who are actually doing what you want to do. So don't go to people who pretend to do what they do. And and um, it's important. And also, yeah, be yourself. Be yourself. Don't compare yourself with other people, with what they do, uh, how they do it. And follow your intuition. Intuition is one of the most important things. If you don't listen to your intuition, um, get, in get in touch with your own feelings, then you will always... Um, Walk outside of the path that you need to walk. That's extremely profound, Karen. Thank you. And it's so, so true. Um, I, I can't say enough really on that, like being true to yourself and really connecting with your feelings and your intuition, because it seems sometimes that we listen to everybody else and everything else except our own intuition, right? <laughs> Exactly. It's, it's exactly. like we're yeah. yeah, it's like we're scared to listen to ourselves, but anything anybody else says is is a okay, which is completely backward. Uh, yeah, and also <laughs> I would say that listening to someone else is their limited belief, their limited yeah. vision, and there is no limitation except there where you limit yourself. Yeah, and um, the best way to overcome that is to listen to yourself. You, all the wisdom you have is in you. It's in you, not in other people. Yeah, that that's true. I always say that there's a. It's like you don't need anybody else to teach you anything. Not in the sense that you know it all, but that the wisdom, the knowledge is already there. And it's like sometimes you want you you need to bring that out, or you need to you need to act on it, and then yeah. you learn more, and then you learn more. But you have to first act on what you know, otherwise you'll never know whether you, you'll never know whether it is true wisdom or not, right? So exactly. um, yeah. Yeah. that's the way to do it. 
and don't and don't be afraid to fail you know uh very true <laughs> <laughs> failure is necessary <laughs> we look at it as if it's awful we, well failure fin- i think failure is a big word when yeah. we say failure i always have to think of beckett and beckett is really samuel beckett and he is so dark i love him by the way but he is so dark um and he's it's true you have to fail but then um, you get up but you stand up again stand up i again. would say mistakes make mistakes you make need mistakes. to make mistakes you need to have this effed up sale that didn't went the way you want to do. you have to be there and actually give your art and then you think i forgot to snap my finger and say yeah, yeah. you know because <laughs> it's teaching us right that's it how that's, that's how you learn that's how we exactly. learn otherwise we'll exactly. never learn what doesn't what doesn't work or what does yeah. work and so. you need to be open to learning every day be open to learning and be grateful. That's yeah. the most important thing. Be grateful. Sometimes, you know, I have this, um, I have this that I think, oh God, this is not my day. Let's keep mm-hmm. it at that. But then I walk out. I walk to my to my moonlighting job, and I start being grateful for everything. I'm starting to be grateful for the coat I'm wearing, for the shoes I'm wearing, for the sun that's shining, for the for the new leaves that come on the tree. I'm grateful for the train being on time. I'm grateful for the underground working perfectly. I'm grateful for um, uh, seeing the faces of the people that I know in my, at my job, even though they're in a completely different mindset than I am. I don't care. Uh, you know, and if you do that, if you really do that co- consciously and constantly, your energy starts to change and you feel much lighter and you see the world like, hey, it's yeah. nice to be here. And you start loving life. Yeah, that's Again. so that's so true. Thank you so much, Karen. This is so inspiring. This is so um, really profound and inspiring, and I have really loved every second. And this is such been <laughs> such a fast. Um, it seems like it's gone really fast, and yeah. I know we've been over an hour, but uh, I, I want to. Really? Yeah, I yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. completely yeah. contrary to what i said at the beginning but i i kind of knew it might it might go this way this is how these things go sometimes but you know this has been so interesting and i i really want to thank you again so much for joining us all the way from london in the uk on what i think is a very nice day today right it's a really nice day today the sun is shining the sky is blue that's so lovely. It's not as, it's not as nice in Toronto right now, but hey, it's 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 a new day today. So who cares? It's a beautiful day anyway. Um, Every new na- day is new and uh, new op- new opportunity opportunities and um, yeah. Absolutely, and uh, one of the great opportunities was talking to you this morning. Well, your afternoon, your afternoon, and my morning here in Toronto. So. So everybody, I'm going to bring this interview to a close. I'm going to thank you again, Karen, for joining us and for sharing your wisdom and your journey and everything you shared this morning with us. And thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you. I thank you so much, really. Thank you. Um, You're very welcome. For having me on the show. Uh, Thank you for this opportunity to be visible. Um, Yeah, keep up your good and amazing work. Thank you very much. I will do so. Thank you so much for uh, encouraging me there. And to everybody listening, I'm going to say 
This is uh, Nikki Jameson, Art Talks, and we're drawing this interview to a close. Thank you very much for listening. Take care of yourselves. Until the next time. Bye for now. Bye, Karen. Bye. Jameson Artist Talks with my guest, artist Karen Mertz from London, England. Thanks so much for listening. You can follow my podcast on Apple iTunes or in your favorite podcast player. Don't forget to follow the podcast so you don't miss an update. You can also follow me, Nikki Jameson, at nikkijameson.com, Nikki Jameson Art or Nikki J on Instagram. Thanks again for listening. Take care and see you next time.